0: Hi, everybody, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journals. This is everything about junk journals, paper crafting, life of a crafter, and answering your crafty questions. And today's topic is, um, if I were to start a YouTube channel today, what would I do? and this can be about a junk journal channel or really any any type of uh, YouTube channel, but I guess things that I would have learned along the way or mindset. Um, probably what I would focus on is just getting the information out there, um, realizing that every time you make a video and you're brand new, It's about putting a line in the water and you're waiting, you're kind of waiting for a fish to come along and bite. You're just waiting for that first person to watch a video. And um, I remember it took a long time before I ever got a comment on a video. Um, Trying to think of how long, probably, I don't know, maybe two or three months before I got my very first comment on a video or first subscriber. Oh my gosh, just waiting for the first subscriber. That was something. Um, that was an interesting time anybody who's starting who is new who would like to make a a junk journal channel or a crafting channel or something like that where they're teaching people how to make things or do things a how-to channel a cooking channel um, I would say just put your head down and make a ton of videos and make a ton of videos about something that you like and that you enjoy doing and remember that People don't necessarily watch your videos in order so don't worry if they're not perfect or um, maybe you stuttered maybe you didn't present something well maybe the lighting wasn't great or perfect Uh, I think it's a, a learning process and you just have to get in there and roll up your sleeves and learn as you go um, the more lines in the water the better because you have a better chance to catch a fish or for somebody to see your video or to subscribe or to comment or recommend or share or something like that but if your lines are not in the water if you're stuck in perfection land waiting for the perfect video trying to get everything exactly right you'll be there for a hundred years before you put that first video out and then you'll probably get disappointed because nothing will happen for a very long time and there will be crickets 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 And uh, that's kind of the hard part. But the the easiest thing to do in that case is just during what I call the quiet time, uh, the calm before the storm, I would say just use your time wisely. Keep making videos. Keep uh, working on your techniques and um, how you're doing it, what you're presenting, what you're finding that you enjoy uh, talking about. Um, what you enjoy, explaining to other people, showing them how to do things and finding out your own little groove and just give it time. And don't, nobody will listen to this, but don't watch the numbers. Try and not to look at the numbers for as long as you can, because sometimes we become way too number fixated on subscribers or views or this or that. And Um, what I found is that you almost have to let it go. You just let the universe do its thing and you just keep putting the best information you can out there and eventually something will happen um, with your relentlessness. Um, You're building um, a tsunami and it takes a while to get the momentum going. Um, There are a lot of YouTube videos out there. So... Um, you know who what pops up on whose feed is very different you don't see the same things that I see on my feed maybe I'm you know looking at um, puppies and laces and you know I don't know camping trips for example and uh, you're looking at Food Network and um, you know sewing and and uh, making jewelry and junk journals and maybe we have some common interests but what YouTube offers you to watch, what it recommends for you to watch or what it brings up next for you to watch is going to be different than what it is for me. And that goes across the board for everybody because of the beloved algorithm, um, the way YouTube decides what they're going to show to different people. And um, there's even a choice at the end of the videos where we can put up things called end screens or these are those little squares that go on the video at the end offering Other options from our channel to watch. Um, There's one option that YouTube offers us that says please offer the best thing that YouTube would think that this person would be interested in. So for example I have a digi kit on classic cars and maybe you're a person who has a husband who's really into classic cars and somehow magically Google and YouTube know that because you know they're listening to everything (laughs) and uh, Um, Then they'll offer you maybe the classic cars uh, video or something like that. Um, You just never know Um, But what I would say is It is a bit of a volume thing and and during your volume phase where you're just Cranking out videos left and right and you're having fun with the process and you're not watching the numbers and you're enjoying yourself um, That's a really good time and don't rush to get through that too fast Uh, enjoy that process and do the best you can with it and just take it from there a little bit step by step Um, find out where you're um, learn how to market your channel Um, learn how to market your channel for free learn how to use social media to market your channel for free there's so much free marketing available to you today where you can put eyes on deck Um, eyes on your channel, eyes on your ideas, and just explore what is fun for you. Maybe you're um, a Pinterest girl or Pinterest guy, or maybe you're an Instagram uh, person, or maybe you're both, or maybe you're Twitter or or, um, Facebook or whatever it is, but dive into one of those and maybe start putting your... Uh, Videos or lead in leads into your videos, things like that. I mean, there's so many different things you can do on all these different platforms, but, um, and there's so many little different idiosyncrasies with every different platform. It's almost impossible for one person to master everything. So I would say that it's better to do um, a bunch of things badly just to get the word out there, you're starting to create some something for people to focus on. If there's nothing out there, you're guaranteed not to grow. So bad is better than nothing. You know, good is better than bad, but you have time to get better. You have time to learn about um, better lighting, better sound, better angles, better equipment, and um, probably... I mean, there's a million and one different ways to do videos and some some can be very high tech, heavily edited, uh, take a lot of time to produce. And others are just literally sit down, turn the camera on, record it, come what may, put it out there and we keep moving forward. And the second one is the one I opted for because it fits into my lifestyle better. I didn't want to be um, editing the rest of my life. I don't want that's not fun for me and I wanna keep the focus on the fun. I like creating. I like teaching um others how to create and and um just sparking off each other's ideas. So I wanna keep my primary focus there and um do it in a way that I can not have to deal with that stuff. So my answer to that was don't deal with that stuff. I mean I just tried to keep it simple. Um in the beginning, I used to turn the camera on and off and on and off a lot and restart and restart and restart. If there was a fumble in the speech or the pretty lace I had laid down did not look pretty in the, whatever it was. I mean, I had 101 reasons why it wasn't perfect. And I realized that that was my biggest stumbling block is I could have created three videos in the time it took me to make one and I could create more of an impact out there or an impression in the world because um, if it's not out there, nobody's gonna know, nobody's gonna see it. But even if it's out there, and and I swear, even if you think it's bad, others may not think it's bad. That was a hard thing I had to learn, um, that some videos that I thought were horrible, people would watch like crazy, and I would get very good comments. And other videos I thought, oh man, this is a winner, and nobody would watch it, and, uh, or the comments were very few, something like that. So there was a, there's a big learning curve, um, in order to move forward with your videos. You you think it's one way and then you find it's a different way. So what my answer was, just put it all out there. Put it all out there and don't judge for other people. Let them judge for themselves. They'll let you know. They'll let you know by subscribing. They'll let you know by their comments. They'll let you know by their interest in the topic or the questions that they ask if there's a lot of questions in relation to one video, you're gonna know maybe that's something that a lot of people are interested. Um, another thing that you can focus on is where were the hard spots for you and how did you get past them? I find that um, um, you know having people see how to get through a difficult point in a create creative process, that would always help me when I saw other people do that and um, sometimes they wouldn't even realize they were helping me. They would just do it the way they were doing it, and I saw where my stumbling point was. And they just blew right through it as if it didn't even exist. They just, oh, of course, you just put this there, and that solved. You know, they didn't even say that. They just did it, and I'm, and it had never occurred to me um, to do that. And when I saw it, it was earth-shattering and, and life-changing because now I knew how to get past that point. So. Even if you don't know, you're giving tips and tricks and things like that. You are because maybe you're getting somebody through a stumbling point or a stumbling block, and that's what they just need, just to get over that little bump or hump. And they're often running, right, Sunny? What do you think? Sunny's here in my lap, and we're sitting on the couch. And I hope you can't hear that squealing in the background. Apparently, I'm I'm drying some clothes, and. Uh, I think I have a ball bearing stuck in the dryer somewhere where it's uh, giving that lovely sound. Um, I'll try and turn the phone away. Hopefully it's not picking it up too much. Sorry about that. But it's real life happening around here at the paper outpost. we got to do some laundry every once in a while. Oh, that reminds me. i got a vacuum. Um, I'm slowly starting to cut up some more fabric again. It does take a while to do this, so please bear with me. Um, but um, I am making progress. But every time I cut fabric, I've got to vacuum after, wipe everything down, and um, then turn on the HEPA filters to deal with all the dust. So there you go. Yeah. So. Um, Hope you guys are enjoying the packs out there. I'm getting some good feedback, so thank you very much for that. I'm, I'm, I just have a lot of fun with them and just think of different ways that you can play with them in your junk journals. And, uh, um, you know, I think it just opens another door of possibility for everybody. Um, fabric is a fiber, right, honey? Yeah, fabric's a fiber. Yes, yes, he's, he's concurring. And um, so... Yeah, if I was going to start a YouTube channel again, what would I do? That I would think would be the number one thing is just head down, make videos, put them out there. The next thing I would focus on would be the thumbnail. Um, If it's not interesting or pretty or attractive, nobody's going to click on it. It has to catch their eye. And I would say, look for something that would catch your eye. You know, there's a million and one ways to design a thumbnail now a lot of people use the free version of Canva to help them with that. That's helpful. What do I use? Oh, I use uh, something his, like prehistoric paint, 3D or something like that. It's on my computer. I don't know if I can pop. I can pop a picture up and put some words on it. I'm happy. And um, some people like to use their face. That's another option. They say that video or um, thumbnails with faces get more clicks and I don't generally put my face out there too much, so I, um, I use my little, um, there's some stickers that come with the Paint 3D and one of them is a heart and one of them is a pair of glasses, so I just made a little face out of that. And um, <clears throat> things don't have to be complicated, but I can definitely tell a difference in the view response depending on the thumbnail. If it's a good thumbnail, it'll get more clicks. That's, that's bar none, so I would say get your videos out there, number one work on thumbnails, number two, and then work on SEO or search engine optimization, keywords, things like that, number three, Uh, have a good title, number four, so it's, it's attractive, it answers a person's question or it solves a problem for them or satisfies a need or makes them curious in some way, shape or form, so they click on it, And then also, um, don't forget about the free real estate that's found in the drop down description box down below the video which is easily accessed on the PC or the computer. And it's also accessed on the phone if you know where to click. It's different for the iPhone or the Android but you got to find where to click and it'll open up the description box and the description box usually has... um, a description, number one, but you can also put a lot of active links in there. So if you want to direct people to um, maybe you have a newsletter or a website or an Etsy shop or, you know, an Amazon shop, or um, some of your social media links are in there, or maybe you want to show them a link to something that you sell on Etsy or something like that. So that's a lot of free real estate down there that should be maximized to the fullest. You sh- I-, I recommend that you use, it gives you, I think, 500 characters to use, Use your fi- or 5,000 characters to use. Use your 5,000 characters. It's free real estate. When you think about print ads or television or commercials or um, mail order or anything like that where you're paying a lot of money to advertise or market, social media has given us the gift of free marketing and um, um, you don't need to pay for any ads at all. Um, and do very, very well. You can also opt to pay for ads. Maybe you pay for ads on Pinterest or Facebook or Etsy or um, <clears throat> what have you not. I think they all have some type of paid version as well. Um, so you can do that and have those platforms do a little bit of the legwork for you, pushing your, your videos or your products out in front of people so that they have a chance to see them because everything is about eyes on deck If you can get the eyes there and then um, if people find it interesting and captivating or they want to come along and play and and do fun things too, they will click on things and then you'll start to create a community. They'll subscribe, they'll comment, um, you can have contests, you can uh, have polls, questionnaires, uh, you can talk to them in the community tab in um, in your YouTube channel. That's another area of free real estate. You can let them know what's going on in your life. You can do a little vlog-like thing in there, or you can let them know if there's a certain special that's going on, or maybe you're, you're going to have uh, something special for sale, like maybe you're getting close to a, a junk journal being done. You say, listen, I think it's going to be ready by Sunday. Everybody stay tuned. You know, give, give them a heads up. Um, it's a nice way to stay in contact with people. And um, um, so there's a lot of inexpensive ways that you can do it. I also use something called TubeBuddy, which I think the primary reason I use it is because if I want to bulk change, I have almost 800 videos out there now. And if I wanted to bulk change the description or sections of the description, the drop-down description box in all of my videos or half of my videos, or maybe in a particular playlist, um, That's the great advantage of TubeBuddy. It has a lot of other advantages, but you can change it in specific videos and just put something new down below. Like let's say you change some links or you have new information that you want to tell people or maybe you changed your website or or you're selling something new that you would like to show on all your video descriptions, but you know, it's been four years and you don't want to go manually back and add it to every single video. Wouldn't it be nice if there was a way to bulk do it? And wouldn't it be nice if there was a way to do your end screens in bulk, you know, those little suggestion videos on the end, the four squares or whatever many squares people put up to suggest the next video. Um, or the cards, the cards are those little tiny um, word strings that pop up sometime during the video um, and they're clickable and that will take you to, I don't know, maybe how to sign up for the newsletter or... Um, you know a link to the Etsy shop or the print and mail option I mean, you can offer people um, different ways to make it easy depending I like to go to certain things in your um, in your world but with very little effort and I think that's the key is just to realize that there's a lot of different ways to connect with people Um, the other thing I would say is you don't have to learn how to do it all at once I would take everything in small manageable chunks I would um, definitely focus on just doing the videos first and just with the videos if I was trying to improve my videos I would say lighting is very important Um, I used to think that ring lights and and you had to have all these specific lights but um, normal daylight is a free gift given to all of us mostly around the world and uh, that gives a beautiful light for your videos. If you can orient your recording station to be close to that, um, sometimes you need to l- use a little bit of extra auxiliary light uh, to get to get rid of shadows and things like that. That's helpful. Um, I pretty much don't use the ring lights anymore, but I just use, I think it's a halogen light bulb and a regular light bulb, but I direct them from different angles and then I use the daylight to help with extra light and and i have a big overhead light i'll sometimes if it's i'm recording at night i'll turn that on and i'll just let that um run and what else um i would say that i would say the next thing and you don't have to worry about this for a while but um your setup you want to make it something that's simple and easy to use mine is extremely basic i just use my cell phone and a desk arm clamp that holds my phone over my desk and um, uh, yeah I use a Samsung phone it has a good uh, zoom on it it has a good recording quality I'm sure an iPhone is just fine Um, and I do make sure make sure you test the sound do a little test check before you record because can't tell you how many times I've recorded a video and I forgot to turn the sound on or the mic on and something like that. And then you end up having to re-record it or voice over it. And that's just, you know, then you could have made two or three more videos in all that time. So, um, right now I do four videos a week and that seems to, uh, be a nice groove right now. It's been going on since 2019, and I just, I'm going to stick with that plan. And uh, uh, just go from here and see how the flow feels and everything. But so far, it's feeling pretty good. Um, I hope that those little tips and tricks, um, if you're thinking about starting a YouTube channel, might might encourage you to move forward and, and just make some videos and um, see what happens because you just never know where this uh, crazy life will lead. could lead down some very fun paths for you and we all can benefit from learning from each other. So thank you so much everybody. Got Sunbun here and we're all wishing you well. Hoping you're having a dandy day and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.